Hello and welcome to this episode of the Lehigh Valley with Love podcast. I'm your host, George Wacker, and today we are talking with Elaine Zelker. Took me a little while to get her on here, but she is a local entrepreneur, renowned headshot photographer, and the author of Zero Limits, Breaking the Boundaries That Hold You Back. Elaine shares her remarkable journey from her background as a nurse to her successful career in photography, writing, and the food industry at Zcraft, which we're going to talk about as well. She has a passion for empowering others. She provides insights on journaling, building a brand, and much, much more. Don't miss this inspiring conversation with Elaine, and we really appreciate her coming on and allowing us into her studio. Thank you to our sponsors who make this all happen. Wind Creek Event Center, Michael Bernadine with Remax, WXPN, Molly's Irish Grill and Sports Pub, and Banco Beverage. Thank you, guys, and let's get talking to Elaine. Hello, hello. I only brought one microphone today. So hello and welcome to the Lehigh Valley with Love podcast. We're here at the Simon Silk Mill with Elaine Zelker to talk about her new book and a lot of other stuff. But first things first, can we talk about this space that we're in? If if people haven't been to, um, if you haven't been to the Simon Silk Mill, can you tell some people a little bit yeah. about it. I mean, you have your space in here, but yeah. there's other there's, there's awesome stores here. in here and whatnot. So believe it or not, I mean, we're in my studio right now, my photography studio. Um, I was actually the very first one to move in seven, okay. almost seven years ago. I think it might be seven years ago now. So fast. I mean, and <laughs> I have such a great space that originally they used to use the space here for the uh, movies in the mill. And right. I chose this specific space because you see that there's some windows around us. If I open all these windows up, we could have actually watched the movie from inside the space. That's nice. So I was the first one to move in. My husband, Zeke, literally his studio was next door. Mm-hmm. And we were like literally the first ones to move in here. And to watch everything build up around us has right. been amazing. I mean, we, there's no parking anymore, really. But <laughs> that's I, know, I think I got the last spot yeah, exactly. I came in here. But it was when I used to come here, uh, I'd have a client come in for headshots or something. I would ask them to walk out with me at night because there was nothing here. There was not yeah. even lights outside. And um, But to watch every window go in and the, the attention that they um, put to the detail for these buildings to keep them revitalized and the look that they have. They did an outstanding job. And to watch it come to life over the last seven years has been unbelievable. And I have friends that moved in, you know, mm-hmm. I've come and gone in the silk mill, but we're still here. And I'm well, it's amazing. If you, if you have another, ch- I, I had a couple of minutes before mm-hmm. I came over and I walked down the Carl Sterner Arts yes. Trail and you go over the bridge. Yep. It's just amazing. Like, yeah. if you need, I would imagine if you need like a minute to clear your yeah. head, you can 100% head out there. Um, mm-hmm. So, w- what do you do in this studio? So mostly. first of all, I come here when I don't want to work at home and the dogs aggravate me. My kids That's are all grown, so they're out of the house. So <laughs> um, so I'll come here. Mainly I'm shooting uh, like brand photography and headshots. Mm-hmm. So I do mainly corporate headshots. Um, this space is very nice for, for headshots. I'll also do workshops here and small it's classes. Great. I mean, I wish we could. You yeah. know what? I'll try to turn the will take pictures. camera around, around, but there's mm-hmm. like a loft space. Wow. Yeah. So, and I actually mm-hmm. rent to a, a tattoo makeup artist that does uh, permanent makeup. Perfect. Oh, okay. And then she actually rents the space up top over here with me. And it was a great collab- collaboration. I I always saw this space as being like a small incubator for women entrepreneurs as okay, well. Okay, yeah. So that's why I, I love doing it's... workshops here. I've done like vision board classes here. I do my empowerment classes here. So awesome. I can move all the equipment and, and house maybe 30 people here for a class. It's nice. I love so, it. It's, it's bright. Way, it's I'm glad that we did this mm-hmm. here rather yeah. than on Zoom or in my, um, oh, love, yeah. in my office, which is not anywhere near this, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Uh, we're here to talk about 
your book. Okay. Well, this isn't your first book. We'll talk no. about that too. Okay. But there are some things I was going through. I didn't know. And we've known each other, full disclosure. How many long? You know, I, I mean, pretty, like, I've known Zeke for over probably 10, 10 years, years. But I've never really had a chance to sit down and, and grill you on some oh. stuff. <laughs> I didn't know you were a nurse. Yeah. So like, how do you get, I mean, from, from RN to yep. where we're sitting now. I know. That's... <laughs> You know, you, you probably didn't go into becoming a nurse thinking that you'd be sitting be a doing headphones. Right. So yeah. that's crazy. But let's yeah. talk a little bit about that. Tell me about so Elaine growing up okay. into becoming a nurse. Okay. Her. So I talk a lot about this in the book because I, I actually become pretty vulnerable in the book and talk mm -hmm. about my personal life growing up in an old-fashioned Italian family. And um, I grew up in Willingboro, New Jersey. Okay. So I literally grew up in South Jersey where I would play kick the can and I would double dutch, I would break dance. Um, <laughs> we'd be out the all you know hours of the night and being, you know, bang bound and stuff like that. But um, so I grew up in South Jersey. I wind up going to Rutgers University. Sure. Um, I have a bachelor's in psych and business first. Okay. So that's before the nursing degree. Yeah. So after I graduated with a psych degree, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go into um, psychiatric nursing at the time. Mm -hmm. I thought maybe let me do something more broad. So I actually went back to nursing school. Um, my dad was a World War II veteran, and he had a lot of post-traumatic stress. So that's why I kind of wanted the, psychi um, sure. the psychology background and the business background, which mm -hmm. come 100% still helps me today. So a psych and business degree. Then I went to nursing school. And I did everything in nursing. In my nursing degree, I, I helped run a dermatology practice in Edison, New Jersey. I did pharmaceutical sales, which okay. was awesome, which sure. is like literally learned the art of the sale. I can sell <laughs> white on rice after the training that I had in pharmaceutical sales. Um, I ended my, and I did other things in nursing, like pediatrics, ER, regular staff nursing, and mm -hmm. I loved it. But when I was at Rutgers, I actually took a photography class. I took a black and white film photography class on, Min on a Minolta, my dad's old camera. But I come from a very old fashioned family where it's like women couldn't be artists back then. Okay. Like I graduated in 93. I mean, it wasn't like that back then, but still. But it's still it's, the culture it was of families. Not, absolutely to, not. Yeah. So yeah, a psych degree didn't really get me any, but be a nurse. You know, that's like what girls do and stuff like that. And right. it's not like it was bad. Not like I hated doing it. I graduated number one in my class in nursing school. And and I was paying for it at that time. So I made a very, you know. But you even probably puts more pressure to of stay course. in that yes. industry. Well, yeah. Like I'm number it, one. Now you're going to hear why did okay. I get out of it, though. Yeah. So um, I ended my career in hospice nursing. And around 2006 and seven, I lost both my parents. And then I got divorced. I have three children with my first husband. Mm -hmm. And I realized then that I need to lead the life that I want to lead and do what I love. Life mm -hmm. is way too short to just not do what you love. And I loved photography. And it's not like I didn't do it. I had hundreds of thousands of photos from growing up and, you know, with my own children and things like that. Then I met Zeke. You know, he's a crazy filmmaker, right. entrepreneur, you know, artist. and Encouraging. Absolutely. Yeah. Became my biggest cheerleader. Became the person that was like, you're really talented. Why aren't you doing more with photography? And you're like, oh, but, Because but, I have but, bills but, to pay. But, I have children yeah. and I have insurance and I have a 401k and I've mm -hmm. got what I call was the golden handcuffs. Yep. You know, yep. right? I mean, I I loved what I did. I was very good at what I did. And that's not, that's not even mm -hmm. a good... You're still in a good situation, you know? It, yeah. It's a good problem, I guess, to have, yeah. but it's still, a, it's still a very real one, yep. you know? And mm -hmm. you're still maybe not fully uh, self-realized, even though mm -hmm. you're, you have all this stuff. And people can look at you and say, yeah. what are you mad about? You have everything 
right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, but they assume that. Sure. However, but, you but know, it's, it's but, not true. Let's go back. I mean, I've been literally working since I'm 12 years right. old. Yeah. I've been working since sure. I'm 12. I used to sell circus tickets at for the police athletically when I was 12, and my dad would take half of my income. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I grew up very, very, very strict. Exactly. Right. And I don't know anything different than mm -hmm. to hustle. I really don't. And selling and you know making ends meet all the time. And but I'm I live in a world where I can come and go as I please. I can book things around my children's mm -hmm. schedules. Not that they're all the house are older. One's left in college, the other two have, you know, moved and one's in DC, one's in Florida, living the best life. And, you know, I when I became a photographer, I knew that I, I had something. And it, I was really teetering with nursing and photography, but it got to the point where I started saying no to photography clients because I had to go to work. Hmm. That's when I knew I better take the leap. And by the grace of God, honestly, every month we made it. And it was just a lot Do of you work. remember, I mean, I said mm -hmm. right before, we're like, I'll never put you on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember like one of those first jobs that you took and, and you said yes to instead of nursing? Or, or oh, just the feeling of it, I, I guess. Probably the feeling of it. Yeah. Or when I can when I started saying no to going to nursing. <laughs> like I have to call out today because I don't want to give up this wedding. That's, you know, yeah. or, and I, and, and when I first started photography, of which many photographers do, um, I started, I had a, a very small studio in downtown Easton on Northampton Street. Then I moved on the four, the 500 block of Northampton Street mm -hmm. and then here. And I did everything in nursing from babies and families and senior portraits and weddings. Headshots came a little bit later, mm -hmm. um, but that's when everything shifted for me. I didn't want to do it all. And just like with nursing, you kind of specialize in something and you get burned out. And I didn't sure. love doing weddings. I like getting to know people and And really weddings are very, like you're figuring out, I yeah. don't want to speak for you, yeah, but no. when you're at a wedding, you're it's, like figuring out problems a thousand yeah, full times. Full anxiety for 10 <laughs> hours straight. Oh man, no <laughs> And thanks. everybody wanted their weddings to look like a Pinterest board. And you sure. couldn't, you can be creative, but you had a very strict time restraint so oh, yeah, put on top of you. Right. You don't get the kiss. I don't want that anxiety in my life anymore. Mm, As no. I said, life is too short. And then about six or seven years ago, I, I've always had a coach. I've, I've got my own coach okay. and I started understanding truly what is my passion? What am I truly, what's my purpose? And with the help of my coach, Danelle Delgado, she was awesome. I went out to Colorado and met with her. She helped me come up and coin my own personal mission statement, which, okay. which is to empower other people, more women, which is like say empower other women to use their gifts and talents to rise and soar. So when I figured out what my own personal mission statement was, everything changed for me. Okay. Because now everything that I do aligns with my own personal mission, vision, and values. And if it doesn't align with that, I don't do it anymore. And then I, I knew that I wanted to work more closely with people and empower them. So mm -hmm. I actually changed the name of my business. I used to be ElaineZelkerPhotography.com. Okay. I took off the photography because now that you know a little bit more of my background, sure. I'm so much more than just a photographer. Right. And I talk about being an ampersand in the book. Like I'm an and, I'm not an only. Because mm -hmm. you can be many things in your life as long as you don't maybe pigeonhole yourself into something because in the public, that's all they know you for. Well, you, and you talk yeah. about that too, personal branding. That, Correct. That kind of goes along. Yeah, yeah. So, but I created what people saw, and I did feel pigeonholed to be just this photographer. I, yeah. But I felt I had so much more to offer. Sure. Education, you know, the nursing background, my business background. So then I started doing classes here, helping other women empower them, mm -hmm. and do these like A to Z workshops. Hence the the the, with the book. Right. But I started those classes, these workshops, seven years ago, six or seven years ago, where I would 
cover every letter of the alphabet on how to, I think it was called the easy method to branding, the A to Z guide. That's how it originally right. started. And I would cover every letter of the alphabet, but very broadly, like really simple, like, hey, find an accountability partner because it's great to collaborate with someone. And then I would start every letter of the alphabet. And then over the years, I honed in on my craft of, of photography with headshots. I learned from the very best in the world. And when I find like niches of things, I look for the best. Mm -hmm. And Peter Hurley was the best photographer for headshots in the world. And I trained with him in New York City. I And when I'm in, I'm all in. I trained with him. I became one of his then mentors that I could help other people learning photography. How did that and, come about? Did you just reach out to him? Um, or it like yeah, a, but is, he had like an intensive class. Oh, like, okay. I would go. So, I went okay, to New York and paid a lot of money and sure. you know, <laughs> yeah. to learn from the best, find but the best then lighting, and then hone in on my own yeah. brand. Mm -hmm. Because then it becomes, am I working for his brand or am I working for my own brand? Of course. And then you create your own mission behind what you want to do with people. So when somebody comes to this studio for headshots, it's an experience. It's not just, oh, stand in front of the camera, go like this and say cheese. It's mm -hmm. To me, it's so much more than that. We will literally sit on the couch for a good 20 minutes before I even start shooting. It's interesting to like talk about what, like, why are you here? I what are we taking you And for? I make like, them what? laugh. I see their yeah. smile. Hmm. I, I see their light. What draws them to have that bright smile? Because then I know they can do it for when they get in front of my camera. I'm like, I already seen your smile. I already see the light that you can shine when you're empowered by somebody else mm -hmm. to to really shine and and put that out to the world so then you can showcase your own brand it's it's interesting because you find you know there are some people who would find that niche or find mm -hmm. like i made it mm -hmm. thank you i got mine peace out you know yeah. why to you mm -hmm. is it so important you talk about having a, a life coach but then taking that teaching so and to speak or, you know mm -hmm. and, and passing it along why is that important yeah. To continue the because to, to I others. I am self taught almost for everything mm -hmm. and I wish I had mentors twenty five years ago I yeah. wish I had my own book <laughs> twenty five yes. years ago you do so much yourself and yeah. you know I have three daughters too and mm -hmm. I'm all about if I have ten I'm going to give away nine I'm all about helping somebody else to help get their encouragement up empower them to use their talents because that's where I feel the most fulfilled for me personally. It's not about me. Mm -hmm. Like it's about pulling people up. If I'm going to rise, I am bringing people with me. That's how I'm fulfilled with, and that's what brings me joy. It, it, so it's, it's not a, just about me. I don't keep my blinders on. I'm always searching for what's good in people because there's something amazing in everyone. And I learned that a lot through nursing and hospice, especially. So I'm getting a phone call. Okay. Not today, roofer yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, that's, and I'm finding that too, even as, you know, you, you went through, we talked a little bit about COVID and how that was so isolating mm. and coming out of it, out of it, um, it <laughs> still feel like I still have those effects of being isolated. It's mm -hmm. harder to reach out to people maybe, or, or to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, have you found that and you're, is that, mm -hmm. you know, why you're continuing to do these workshops and, and getting yeah. people together? Women because I personally well? felt it. Um, yeah. oh. I, you know, mental illness is for real. And, and, you know, I, I struggle with it a little bit more now than I ever have in my life. Mm -hmm. I, there's a lot of generalized anxiety disorder in my family and things like that. And my daughters have it, I've have it. And I think COVID really increased that in so many people. Yeah. The, I don't know if it's the fear of it's going to happen again. If it's, is it the fear if I go all in and something else, is that going to happen again? It's like that unknown and how it m morphed everybody's life. And I think everybody is, kind of still suffering. I think we all have post-traumatic stress from it. I think it was like kind of just a, the pulling the rug out, whether you were anti-mask mm -hmm. or pro-mask or yeah. whatever. It, it, mm -hmm. it took your reality and said, hey, wait a minute. 
do you realize we can really get messed up here? And, yeah. and it, I think it does give you maybe a little mm -hmm. bit of that unease. Yeah. That could happen mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. And we've never, at least mm -hmm. in our generation, yeah. you talk about World War II. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I don't want to yeah. get into all that, you know, everything with 9 yeah. 11 and all this. Yeah. But we, all, we, all, but we, it's we very still live true. through all that. Like, not the war, but, you know, but what we experience in our, like, you're a little younger than I am, I think, but it's, you know, what we. But 9 11 was still, that was like the first event yes. in my adult yeah. life that I remember being like, whoa, yeah. the world is way bigger than I. And I was a young mom at the time. Yeah, and I was so scared. I mean, imagine now having your little one, you know, sure, you know I mean, just, I didn't want to bring more kids in the world. I wanted to bring in my third into the world later, but, <laughs> you know, because you, you fear everything. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, you know. How do you quickly switch topics okay. here? How do you decide, you know, um, things are going great. Um, I'm empowering people. I'm feeling good. I have my mission statement. I'm feeling really good about stuff. I'm going to write a book. Like, mm -hmm. when did that come about and why? So this particular book came, um, I needed more ammunition to give people after I spoke to them. Like Fair if we did headshots, for example, mm -hmm. and you get to know me, we get to know each other and you leave. I wanted to still make an impact on somebody okay. when I left here. Yeah. So I have this as like maybe a jumping off point sure. for people to read it. And then maybe we can collaborate more together. Let's dive into each of the letters together through a workshop or one-on-one -on -one mentoring or coaching class. And that's all new for me too. I'm bringing that into the forefront now, but I, I do do better with small groups mm -hmm. and like workshop, I call them boutique styled workshops I like that. where it's like eight to 12 <laughs> people because I'm, I can really hone in on their, and you're not their in passions. That sea no. three, I, mean, I, uh, could, I could talk to them, but I can't but communicate with them. Yet. Exactly. Because that's what I need for my member. I said, for my joy is to understanding what somebody else needs and then really figuring out how to help them, how to figure out what their goals are, their mission, what they're passionate about. Because truly, if they don't even come here knowing what they're passionate about, how can you then come up with a mission statement? Awesome segue. You talk about passion mm -hmm. over mm -hmm. fear. Yes. Can you talk a little bit of, yeah. about that? It's one of your talking yeah, points. I love it. So I heard somebody, I think her name is Lisa Nichols, on a, uh, a YouTube video or something where she talks about taking that leap of faith. And I love her analogy where... And it sticks with me. It's one of those things that I would probably brand myself with, one of those <laughs> things, where okay. she goes, you're always... You, you have a life or something where you're wrapped in sandpaper mm -hmm. and you're going to come to a time at a point in your life where you're going to have fear on one side and passion on the other. And I find so many times in my life, I'm going to squash that fear and take my passion and literally leap. And it's worked. Like I've mm -hmm. leaped so many times in my life and shifted and pivoted, pivoted. P chapter is all about pivoting mm -hmm. and knowing that it's okay to pivot and try something new because as you're falling, if you think you're falling, I always think, but what if you fly? Like, what if it does work? Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, I'm okay with that too. And a lot of people are afraid to take that chance. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I just don't, I don't really fear taking that chance. Well, take a chance. <laughs> like one of the um, personal side notes, because again, we talked about Zeke and I know you guys yeah. and I didn't know you had a passion for this, but you mm -hmm. stopped like before you did it, but you, you started Zcraft. Yeah. And was that during the pandemic? So, so Zeke was a filmmaker. So right. literally we'll talk was about something like, new, switching yes, passions. 100%. Zeke can and describe Zcraft, just the yeah. whole genesis. So, so during, I was, I was just still doing direct sales and I was actually did better during COVID than I ever did keeping my, the photography went down. I couldn't see of people. Course, right, yeah. But I did direct sales, which was, you know, network marketing. And I'm not here to mock it. I survived on that. 
making really good money during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Zeke shifted. He really, his life was always between food and film. So a lot yeah. of people didn't know that he opened I, restaurants in the past. He helped no. open Edge. He had a restaurant in Israel. If you say years Zeke ago. Zelker, you think Filmmaker. of exactly. exactly. So did he pigeonhole himself into only being just a filmmaker? Or, or did he do such a good job? Yeah, at, yeah. You know, because he it. was going to stay in that for probably the rest of right. his life. But his, his passions were always food and film. Hmm. So during the pandemic, he took three months. I mean, it was, it was rough for him and hit some patches in like, what am I doing? What's my purpose? And I said, what do you love? You know, I'm all about drilling into mm -hmm. what is your true passion? He's like food and film. Well, we can't really do film right now. What about food? So then we started, he started, really it was his concept. I was always his biggest cheerleader, always right. his supporter, always there helping with social media and like the branding of things and things like that. And he started doing home meal delivery and catering in individually wrapped items. So you're making this stuff at COVID. home? Well, it originally, in, yes, but then quickly. kitchen. Yes, and quickly we had to go to, down to the community kitchen in right. downtown Easton. And that's where we really started. So we started just delivering food individually packaged. So we, that's hence the salad jars. Everything was individually packed, which now we know it's COVID proof. <laughs> so we know that, that business can work during It's just COVID. so wild to me. No, mm -hmm. I mean this with all respect. Yep. You guys are... You're 40s, right? Yeah, yeah. 51. But, you know, when you describe mm -hmm. what you just said, we went to the community kitchen, we started a whole new thing. Mm -hmm. That's what you kind of think of 22-year-olds. Do you know what and I mean? And I'm glad like, you're bringing it up because, quite honestly, I live two right, different right, right. worlds. I, I really do live in two different worlds. I kind of explain it where I look to my left and it's my photography, it's my passion. Mm -hmm. I, I can shoot headshots all day long. Sure. I love, I, who right, doesn't like a job that somebody's smiling on all day? Right. And, and you it's know, my and bread it's and butter, like it's my, it's my it. life, I love it. I, I, can, I can teach and talk about photography all day long and shoot all day long and, mm -hmm. be, and have such joy. My book brings me joy, my children bring me joy, having my classes and workshop, that. that's my left side. But then I turn to my right and I see Z-Craft. <laughs> Whoever said, go into the food business, <laughs> <laughs> they don't know the food during COVID right. and even this day and age though I mean there's it's, a lot of people that just don't want to work or don't understand yep. what does a full-time job mean so to them different. anymore it's very difficult to be in the food industry mm -hmm. so quite honestly a lot of our it's not easy it's mm -hmm. it's a struggle every day my husband works 60 70 80 mm -hmm. 90 hours a week and you know people call out or we have to do this or we're, we're shifting and People assume that everything is always going so great. And I'm being really honest today because a lot of people just think, oh, because you have multiple locations, right. things are unbelievable well, and you're so wealthy. You're showing the, the good stuff. Yes, you, you know, of course. And, that's, and we hard. always will. That's our right. brand. And right. we pay very close because our quality will never go down. Right. I'd rather shut a, a store down right. or a cafe down and know I can still produce a, a quality mm -hmm. product with him. But sometimes things are out of our control. Sure. Things like floors leaking, things like buildings. Food costs. Food costs, staffing, payroll. Yep. There's so many things that come along with that that cause a lot of issues in our life, in our marriage and things like that. So it's not, when I turn to this side of my life, it's, it's difficult, but it's still something we love to do. Mm -hmm. We're trying to make it work, put it that way. And it's hard in this day and age to run restaurants. And, and you know, we know it's COVID proof, but is it now saturated? Like, where are we going? So we, right. that is still a work in progress. And we're still only two and a half, three years in. So we do have to give ourselves a little bit of grace. And I love what we're, we're talking building. about Z-Craft is mm -hmm. if people know, like everyone knows exactly okay. what it is, but can you kind of know, give yeah. the, so, so for someone who doesn't yeah, have yeah. So Z-Craft, um, we do catering, home meal delivery, 
We do the farmer's markets at mm -hmm. Easton and Emmaus, and, and we also have uh, a couple of cafes. One's in the south side of Bethlehem. One, The new one is inside of Capital Blue at the Promenade in Salt okay, Valley, yeah. and then in Allentown across from Lehigh Valley Hospital on South Cedar Crest. That's where our central kitchen is mm -hmm. with a small cafe attached to it. Awesome. So three cafes right now. And we are very much focused on healthier eating, locally sourced, community-minded, very more elevated comfort food that you can get here in the yeah, valley. Yeah, I forget exactly what we got, but it, like the, the container even yeah. that came in was mm -hmm. very, very, the word's not quaint, mm -hmm. but it's like homemade. You know? Yeah, and it's, it's like elevated comfort food. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's feels, you're getting your typical set, but it's different. It's definitely, it's locally sourced. We use Salvaterra's farms. We used Shoals Orchards for a we lot of this there. stuff. Yeah, so we're doing <laughs> apples this weekend in our crepes at the farmer's market, and we use Shoals apples. Yeah, I saw so Zeke at the East and yeah. bump into him. I'm like, this guy is the best. You yeah. should buy all the food from here. Um, speaking of Zeke, you, you mm -hmm. talk a lot about accountability partners. Mm -hmm. Before we get into kind of where everyone can find out all, all okay. of your stuff, I want to, because that is something that you kind of really mm -hmm. harp on multiple times. So talk a little bit about that. You know, why do you feel like that is important for people to have in their an accountability journey? partner? Yeah. yeah. So there's a difference between somebody that's a yes ma'am and an accountability partner. Okay. You all don't right. want some, an accountability partner it can be a family member, it can be a good friend, but watch the lines that you're drawing because that's when you're gonna get yes ma'am. That's gonna be like, everything you do is great. I don't yeah. want that. I want and somebody that's And you're like, wait a minute. I exactly, know there's this, got, there's, I know one. I'm doing something wrong. You want somebody that will challenge you, mm -hmm. accept your flaws, give it to you raw, and watch mm -hmm. you change and grow with you and be your cheerleader. But you also want the roles reversed. You want to work with somebody that you want to be that person too. You can have multiple accountability partners. Like I've got a crew of women. Okay. You can so for different parts of your life. Right. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna go to somebody that's a friend that works in like a women entrepreneur, like say Ashley, my friend Ashley runs ASR Media. Sure. So say yep. Ashley. I, I, I wouldn't go to Ashley watch for her anything. Podcast as yeah, well. yeah. <laughs> like one of my good friends. I would probably wouldn't go to her as an accountability partner for stuff that I'm dealing with, say with Z Craft and food cost. Sure. It's not her wheelhouse, but I would go to her about creating, you know, my entity around my branding and about my social media with my my clients in the photography. Uh, that's world. really, but I mean, mm -hmm. before you go even more on it, that's really mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. Picking the right accountability. Correct. I never thought it's about like you're that. interviewing people. Like you don't mm -hmm. want to even put that on somebody who wasn't mm -hmm. good for it. Like you, if yeah. I were to do that, that's the wrong choice. I have yeah. to make the right choice on an accountability. So I, th this is a very good example. Say if I wanted to do a podcast, mm -hmm. I would go to you and I would say I, I don't want you to just dump information on me because I can right. probably read that stuff somewhere. Sure. But yeah. if you were willing, I'm just saying. Like right. would. I need somebody that's going to teach me, hold me accountable, and give me actionable items that I'm going to produce. Because mm -hmm. if not, it's not going to work for me. I don't want to work. It's like so an accountability partner has to be all in. And I you know. do have to interview them and, and talk to people and say, you know, say on this book journey, I did meet another author that was about the same timing with my book. Mm -hmm. Their book's nowhere. It's not, I don't think they're done the outline yet. It would not have been a good accountability partnership then. Yeah, it's like how you, many chapters are none? None. Yeah. So that's not going to work because it's that, that back right. and forth is not working because you really need somebody that's going to be all in on what their goals are as well. Does that and, make sense? Like yeah, it's, well, it's like tough. Mm -hmm. It's tough it's, yeah. love. Mm -hmm. But you have to apply that tough yeah. love mm -hmm. appropriately. Correct. I, I know what I'm talking about. But I would be, if if I was your accountability partner for a podcast, mm -hmm. I would say, remember to bring two wires <laughs> instead of one. Even <laughs> though I think this is, this it's seems working. to sound like it's working okay. out pretty good. You sound great. Um, yeah, no, I think, because that was something, mm -hmm. and, and I've learned something new today as well. Yeah, it does, mm -hmm. I guess you could find yourself in a, in a corner if you're picking poor accountability partners yeah. or picking mm -hmm. people that you know 
they're going to just tell you You don't you want yes. that. You, I mean, and and it's, you can have that for certain parts of your life, but if you're looking to grow something to get to your overall goal. Like be honest with yourself. Yeah, and you have to, you got to hear it too. You got to hear the stuff that's going to come your way too. So the, an A to Z guide, Zero yes. Limits, Breaking the Boundaries That Hold You Back by Elaine Zucker. This is not your first book. Can you talk about no. some of... I, can we see these on? I don't know. If they're not, I'll make sure yeah, that we get I, them on here. But I'll can you talk links about links or something too? So I do. I do have a couple um, journals on Amazon, okay. like more simple journals, like daily um, gratitude journals that really helped me in my mission. Mm -hmm. To the chapter on G talks about gratitude, growth, goals, and giving back, and it's a way to hold yourself accountable by using journals. And in some of my journals, you actually can write down what's my daily goal, my weekly goal, who am I affecting today, how many people can I thank today. Mm -hmm. So it, again, it's not about me it's about what I can do for the people that are around me so those are just basic and a little bit simplified a little bit more intense journaling on there my first book was the handsome journey where I actually um, segued out of nursing in hospice into photography I did okay. a, bo a book oh, wow. on hospice right. patients where they would hold the one object that represent their life journey and then I told their story. Yeah. I am going to do it again next year. That's so right. <laughs> 2024, I'm going to bring that back and do a second version. Mm -hmm. It just didn't, it's, it was supposed to be like a coffee table book and a, a true yeah, photography book. Yeah, I'm just book. like in my head thinking about that. And you that. see their gorgeous yeah. hands holding the one object that's, that represents their life. Mm -hmm. And being a nurse, that's my way of actually connecting with patients again mm -hmm. and understand, because everybody has a story to tell. I can go to one nursing oh, home in the Lehigh Valley. Oh. And I can spend months there and just listening to their stories because mm -hmm. everybody has a story to tell. And we just need to take the time and listen to them, hold their hands because their hands to me are tell more about the journey than looking into their eyes. Yeah. So, yeah, that was That's a pretty neat. intense. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, okay, we we're talking about books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Uh, no, then, no, I'm going to talk. I have one more at the end. Um, <laughs> so, in, in addition to the previous books and your, your journals that are available, can they all find them on one website? Yeah, everything's or? on Amazon. Um, okay, so or my website, elainezelker.com. Zero Limits just launched um, for, in October of 2023. You just had your, your I just had my book launch yep. a couple days ago. Um, we can. This will also coincide and be the cornerstone of my workshops as well. So I'm holding a workshop, I think, on December 2nd here in the studio. Okay, this will be out people. by then. So. Yeah, it's yeah. all ready. You can get that on Amazon right now. So. Um, who... Is this who should read this book? I mean, I know yeah. in the back, like if you look at the quotes, I can't, I don't know, I'm not good enough. I, you know, I, I think that is a sentiment that a lot of people feel. Mm -hmm. You know, is it for somebody who is maybe looking it, for their passion? Or I think I said it a little while ago, this book is for me 25 years ago when I needed okay. direction. I, I needed somebody to give me a guide on how to use your purpose and live your best life and make money at it. And, yeah, and live I mean, a life that you are not having the golden handcuffs, understanding what you're passionate about and knowing that there's ways and a guide to help you get there. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not everything. I do talk about my personal side notes with yes, each of the letters. Yes, and that's where I, I you know? bookmarked the yeah. Z-Craft one. Yeah, but like, <laughs> when you, like there's things like accountability partners, collaborating, yes. breaking bad habits. I, the chapter on I, is proclaiming your own I am statements. Well, I like that, making yeah. your own mission your statement. Own, I've, never, yeah. I've never heard of that before Creating either. your own personal mission statement. It's that's a whole of, workshop in itself. Because you think of you that know? mostly, yeah. you know, when you're, mm -hmm. hey, what's our company's mission statement? Yeah, what's our it's, organization? But it's different than your own personal one. Very much. Yes. And that's why I think that mm -hmm. is so interesting, because you don't yeah. really, I don't Focus know, that's some you. deep in, introspection, mm -hmm. you know, uh, mm -hmm. to do that. So... Mm -hmm. All right. Well, this has been fantastic. I'm, God, I'm sad. Flies. I know, right? I'm sad <laughs> that it took me so long 
to, to actually get you in here. It's funny, um, we had planned to do this like prior at mm -hmm. like COVID and we had service oh. electric and stuff and we oh, were wow. talking as I was talking to Zeke a little bit and then all that went out. So yeah. I'm glad that we maybe waited and, yeah. and we were able to do this. So all of these links are gonna be okay. available in the show notes, but if you need to hear it again, elainezelker.com or just search Elaine Zelker on Amazon and yeah. you're gonna be able to find all this stuff. Um, again, it's an A to Z guide, zero limits, breaking the boundaries that hold you back. Elaine, thank you so much for having us over. I'm thank you. not gonna take this much time to come back to the art show. This place is yes, beautiful. Yes, so. and then you can stop Fantastic. at Oval and get some ice cream. So <laughs> it's right. Yeah, what am I doing? I'll see you guys later. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so thank much. You. Appreciate it.